Blog Talk Radio. Everybody doing on this beautiful Sunday. Hey, yeah. And y'all hear me this week? <laughs> All right. Yes. yes. We had some technical difficulties last week, but we won't dwell that long. It's a new week. It's a new day. We here. I say we. we it's me. <laughs> It's me today. No special guest uh, today, unfortunately. So y'all are going to rock with me. I'm going to try to keep y'all tuned in for this hour. All right, so I got some topics that I want to jump right on into. Got quite a few things to go over this week that happened this past week. So I'm going to go ahead and get started right on ASAP Rocky. Now, this had. Uh, Twitter, it was lit, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere, okay? So it was uh, reported that ASAP Rocky, I got the text from my cousin. I was uh, not paying attention to social media at the time when this news broke. So shout out to my cousin 
Michaela, for uh, bringing that to my attention as soon as she learned it, because uh, we talked about it previously. Uh, it was a question that I was listening to uh, on my way to Dallas when I went over there to get my hair done by her, and I was listening to uh, one of the podcasts on Sirius, and the question that weekend was, should Trump help ASAP Rocky? Now, that was the question put out there, and it was talked about on a couple of uh, the podcast shows on Sirius uh, during that weekend. And I heard some interesting responses uh, to the question. It was a great question at the time because I remember even before hearing that question was, you know, what's going on and why I hadn't heard why I hadn't heard anything from uh, Trump about the ASAP Rocky issue at that time. But it wasn't long after that thought crossed my mind when it uh, became a topic of discussion on uh, various podcasts. Uh, on series, I'm sure in other uh, uh, other streams as well. But yeah, these particular ones I happen to be listening to while on the highway. And the uh, comments that I heard, one was some people feel as though you know uh, he, sh- you know, well, basically, ASAP Rocky should uh, be grateful and thankful if Trump helped him uh, and should be willing to accept his help. Those were some of the comments that I heard. I also heard a few comments where there were people who felt as though that, you know, he should not accept Trump's help, given how the vast majority feels uh, about Trump at the current moment, given the current climate. Um, So there was, you know, mixed feelings. From what I heard, it was pretty much divided. You know, some people were like, well, you know, is he if he can get back home to his family, that's all that should matter. Yeah, it shouldn't matter where the help comes from. Go ahead and accept the help. And if if he wants you to do a song or whatever he wants you to do in return for that help, you, you consider doing it if it's if it's you know moral and legal, which you think it would be coming from the president of the United States. So they were like, why not accept his help? But then some people were like. No, nah, you know, bump that. I I'll stay in jail. I'll do that standing on my head and all this other kind of stuff I was listening to. If you you know, you ain't real, if you can't do those few months or whatever. And it, we're like, you know, this is a different set of circumstances. He's in Sweden. The conditions are completely different, uh, as opposed to what what's going on in, in the United States. So it was like, you know, we may not be so quick to rush to judge the situation, you know, as far as, you know, what you're willing to do uh, when the circumstances are not the same just because you did time over here. And this is the comments from people who had done, or well, a few individuals I listened to that had done time over here, and they were like, I've done that over here. And, you know, if he can't do that over there, then all that, what he's talking about in his music and this, that, and the other. We're like, look, this is a whole nother, whole nother ball game, okay? So basically that's what that was about. So bringing that fast forward, now Trump has, you know, provided help, and he has been released as a result of that. And so the the question still poses, uh, it really wasn't a choice of ASAP Rockies, I don't believe. If if I'm wrong, then I, I stand corrected. I don't believe it was a choice. You know, America stepped in, uh, I'm sure at the urging, of some people behind the the curtains, and not sure some people have said 
probably Kim Kardashian got involved and, you know, uh, who who knows, you know, what was going on behind the scenes. But America stepped in and and, and got that done. And so, yeah, he, he as well as the other two uh, individuals who were detained, arrested and charged, uh, were released this past Friday. And uh, apparently they are free, they will remain free until August 14th. Uh, when an assault verdict will be announced, okay? So that's just 10 days away. So we'll know here soon what the outcome of that uh, situation will be. So we just, we want to keep them lifted up. They're going to be put on the prayer list for this week because I do like to try to uh, update the prayer list every week. And this week will be ASAP Rocky and the two other, and his two uh, uh, partners in that. Uh, that we keep them lifted up in prayer, okay, and hope that all that all works out for all parties involved, okay? All right, so now we're going to get right on into this here uh, next topic, which is about Drizzy, Drizzy Drake. Now, did you know Drake dropped uh, over the last few days? Did you even know about that? Were you even paying, were you even paying attention to that? He slid that one in on me because, I happened to run across it on Twitter, and I was like, wait a minute, why is this trending? And I looked, and he dropped Care Package. Now, what's so interesting about Care Package is that it is a compilation of his pre, already pre, already released work, okay? So how many artists would you expect to release, re-release material and it be successful uh, a next, uh, you know, the second go round. Okay, how many can you say have the capabilities of doing that? Well, Drake is apparently one we can say can do that because the uh, first week projections are in, and it was released by Hip Hop News and more. And the and his uh, care package is expected to sell. Now, are you ready? to sell about 100 to 120,000 in its first week. Yeah, that's what I see. Can you believe that? 100, let me repeat, 100 to 120,000 in its first week. Now, this is music that has already been released that we've already cried to. We've already gotten emotionally uh, emotional behind. We've already done all that with this music, Okay. But that's amazing to me, and it just goes to show you how much staying power Drake has in this business. That just goes to show you he's not his relevancy is not even a question at this point. It should not even be a question how relevant he is, still is, and will be uh, moving forward, okay? So I just want to say, hey, shout out to Drake for sliding that care package in on us real quick, like, you know, I could appreciate that. I love his music. You know, we got people out there that split on Drake and, you know, with the ghostwriters, you know, I won't get all off. And that's a whole nother topic. We won't even get into that. You know, but I just wanted to mention that, that in case you did not know, yes, Drake dropped care package. Say that fast. With, you know, with the list that I have, I, I struggles with with those kind of things, but just we'll overlook that, okay? But yeah, yeah, go go check that out if you haven't checked it out. You're already familiar with the material, I'm sure, if you're a Drake fan. But still, go ahead and check the compilation out, and you will be pleased, I am sure. All right? 
So in other entertainment news, we got Paula Abdul, which I am a diehard, longtime fan of. So all you Paula Abdul fans out there, she has a new house. She tweeted, and I and I looked it up and did my little research on it as well, but she tweeted a video out of her uh, showing up at the venue and couldn't get in. It was funny, though, because she was pulling on all the doors and she couldn't even get in. And I was like, oh, my goodness. She's like, I can't even get in. It was funny. But, yeah, she has a new home for the next few months, right? And that's reported by Paula Abdul herself. And you can check her out. She has a residency that will be at the Flamingo in Las Vegas. So if you are going to be in Las Vegas this month, it starts August 13th. That's, you know, right around the corner. I see tickets are starting at $69. Additional fees may apply. So if you are going to be in Las Vegas and you are a Paul Abdul fan, if you if you haven't had the Paul Abdul experience in a long time or ever, you know I'm sure you'll definitely want to uh, check her out because she still got it. I've seen her. Uh, we've seen that she did a uh, an award show here not long ago and she killed it literally. So uh, definitely check her out. I'm excited about that. So big ups to Paul Abdul. But still doing her, still looking good, still keeping herself up, and still hanging out, still giving us that, you know, good quality entertainment, all right? And, and it's refreshing. And the reason why it's refreshing because, look, we have many entertainers out now, and let's just be honest. You, we, you, we just, some of us just, we got enough of, we've had enough of just seeing people just walking around, just jumping around, just screaming, and uh, just standing up looking at each other. And <laughs> you know, I, I, we could do better. You know, when you when you when you have been afforded the opportunity to uh, be able to perform in front of thousands and thousands of people, put a little bit more thought into it. Uh, a little bit more than a one-two step, okay, or just standing around looking at each other trying to figure out what what we want to do, okay? You should, you already knew what you were supposed to be doing with, before you even got up on the stage. So we should have already had a meeting about it. We should have already had. I mean, look, Beyonce taught us much about what uh, work ethic, what the work ethic should be when putting in, when putting your shows together. Did we not all see that? So take a page out of that very thick book that she has, okay, because it's very thick, and you will not go wrong with no matter which page you take out of the book. Just take one out of the book and, and, and get your show together, okay? But Paula Abdul is one who don't need to take a page out of Beyonce's book because Beyonce probably took a page out of Miss Paula Abdul's book, uh, because she's been doing her thing, all right? So, again, she has a new home for the next few months in case you missed it, in case you're just uh, tuning in to the Coco Michelle Talk News and More with friends. Uh, She has a new home for the next few months at the Flamingo in Las Vegas. So check her out if you're going to be there uh, this month, okay? All righty. Yeah, so I'm going to now talk about some black Twitter tweets. Now, I haven't done this uh, in the previous episodes, but I said, well, let me go ahead and throw this on the board since I don't have any special guests today. I want to talk about 
uh, this black Twitter tweet. I think why I say black Twitter because it'd be a lot going on in black Twitter. If you are not on Twitter, I'm just going to tell you, you, you're, you're missing quite a bit of, of, of some interesting things because some stuff we can do without. I'll just be completely honest with you. Some of that mess on black Twitter, we can just really do without. Some of it is just really hilarious to me, but then some of it just will leave you just with your mouth hanging completely wide open, and this is one of them I had to retweet it. And if you're not following following me on any of the social media platforms, I am on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I just got on Instagram, so, you know, bear with me over there, okay? I'm trying to get that together over there, all right? So I just have not really been an Instagram fan, even though I – occasionally go over there looking but yeah i just said well let me go ahead and give that a try but yeah just check me out on social media i am coco michelle or just coco michelle you know come highlight at me just see what i got going on but you can see this uh this post on my twitter page but it's about a foot locker employee i want to say foot locker is there still a foot action do they have the same type shirts you know like the baseball or I mean, the referee likes shirts. Is it just Foot Locker? If I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't want to uh, say the wrong thing, but I believe this was Foot Locker. I didn't see the front of it; it was just the back. But I'm assuming, okay, this is a, a Foot Locker employee who was slung to the ground. Female employee who was slung to the ground by, I mean, with extreme force, okay, uh, by a young male and. From apparently, allegedly, the individual was caught stealing, allegedly. And uh, this employee was trying to stop the person from leaving, okay? And so the guy, I mean, I look, baby, I'm looking at it, and I, I don't want to give you an A for effort because I'm getting ready to present the question here in a minute, but she's trying to stop this individual who's clearly visibly, you know, larger than her. And he just like looked at it before he do before you knew it, he just took her and threw her. Slunger threw her, you know. And I'm sitting up here like, wait a minute. Then she got up and she was she was about she was about she was ready, you know, she was ready to go in some more about it, but I was like, wait a minute, hold up. The question I'm about to present is should an employee try to stop someone who you believe to have stolen something and is getting ready to leave the establishment, you're not the security, okay? You're the employee. And I don't believe it's anything in the handbook that says that that's, you know, directing you to do that. I don't believe. I've worked retail before, and I don't recall seeing anything like that. And if I did, I would have had to, we would have had to talk about that or rethink that situation because my thing is, I don't believe if if it's not your job description, if you're not trained for that and you're not equipped for that, meaning you don't have the necessary tools like law enforcement or security, those uh, tools that they have to deal with these type of situations, if you are not in, a, in that position, if that's not your job description, should you, I mean, was she wrong? for trying to stop the individual. And did she get what she had coming to her for trying to stop this individual from leaving? It just, 
my personal opinion, she put herself in a dangerous situation. Okay? You weren't you just you that wasn't your job. Your job was to pick up the phone, make the call and let the authorities take care of that who are trained to deal in that and then you would not have incurred that injury that was caused by that individual. Now that's my thinking. But I know everyone does not think the same, but am I right on that? I I just You have to be you. You have to. I know when situations are happening, and and um, you can't really prepare for everything that happens. Especially you're not thinking about it. you're going through the course of your day, and I'm sure that that just. Who knows how many times she's probably, you know, caught somebody uh, stealing. Allegedly, who knows? But this that time that she decided to step up and say. You know, hold on, wait, no, stop, you wait, you wait. No, no, no. My thing is, sweetheart, it's not worth your health, your life, uh, a pair of shoes, or whatever whatever it was that you believe that he allegedly took. Uh, it was, It's not worth that. That's just me, you know. But she wanted, if she wanted to play hero for that day, clearly her choice, but my thing is, was it the right choice? And we have to be uh, careful, you know. We got picking and choosing, picking and choosing. Choose your battles wisely. Is my advice in that situation? We have to choose our our battles wisely because, again, stopping someone who who you believe is stealing something that is not yours really. You just you you work in this establishment, but none of this product is yours. You have no vested interest as far as this stuff is insured. Trust me, okay? This stuff and this these products are insured and 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 management is well aware of that and and they can just file a claim on it and be done with it. But then now she's suffering as a result of her decision making, you know, her decision to uh try to apprehend this individual. And it, it just wasn't if I was sitting in front of her, I would just have to tell her, Look, baby, just don't do that again and I'm pretty sure management told her that too. That's not required of you. But if management didn't tell her that they should have, do you agree, uh, listeners? If you know of anyone, just yeah, have that conversation with make sure you know anyone in retail. Have that conversation with them and tell make sure that, that look, don't try to stop anybody who you believe may have stolen something. Okay? Because it's not worth your health, it's not worth your life. It's just not worth it. Okay? So I, I just I, I wanted to mention that. I saw that. Uh, on Twitter, and it's on my page at Coco Michelle. If you want to see the video, very disturbing. And I do hope they find the individual. Uh, he just, I, he, I hope they find him. That's, that's all I have to say about that. And moving on. So this past weekend, I had a great time, and I want to shout out Sweet Tea of Sweet Tea uh, Sound. She was on the show last weekend, and uh, I really hate that we didn't get a chance to just really get in depth about some things. In that interview, but she uh, had a mixtape, uh, not a mixtape, a uh, single release party 
last night, and I tell you, I really enjoyed myself. And if you just, if you have not listened to Sweet Tea, you can check her out on Facebook. Uh, just uh, search search Sweet Tea, and she is absolutely amazing. I love her voice. She had me vibing. The band uh, was great. Okay, so definitely check them out. So I want to uh, shout her out. Uh, I did really enjoy going going to that uh, event, and I was vibing and chilling. But I also want to shout out Quinn Eccles of Laugh, Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club. He came through, and I also got a chance to go by his establishment. And if you're in the area, if you're in Shreveport, Bossier, and you're looking for some great comedic acts, I'm telling you, make sure you go by there because I laughed the entire time I sat there, Okay. And I assure you, it had nothing to do with the the, the couple of Chardonnays that I had. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> I know I was a little inebriated, you know, but I, it, trust me, those guys were hilarious. So make sure you get by there if you're ever in the area in Shreveport, Bossier. Again, it's Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club. And if you're a comedian, you know, reach out and send your material. Let them check you out, okay? So you just you never know where you may get your big break from, okay? So wanted to put that out there. So, yeah, shout out to those two individuals. Thank you, guys. I had a great time last night, and uh, I look forward to going back and checking out more of that talent in the future. All right, so now I've gotten through these topics. And uh, this last one, I wanted to save this last one because it's going to go into my self-help topic as well. But uh, in sad news, I do want to offer my condolences to the families of the victims who um, lost their lives over this past weekend uh, as a result of this senseless act. I just, you know, with the first one, uh, with the El Paso, Texas uh, mass shooting that happened. We didn't even get an opportunity to really just process that um, event. Not even 24 hours later, within 24 hours, there was there was another mass shooting in Dayton, Ohio, and it just had me just sitting there for a moment. Just when I woke up to that, and I saw it, and I just said, "Oh my goodness, did." Did these two know each other? Was there an underground meeting had uh, unbeknownst to to uh, the world to us? And are there more? You know, are there more planned? And that's what I woke up this morning with. Because given the current climate that we're in with racism, so a long time hot button issue. That's that's just fact. Okay? It's just hot button issue. It's it's every day. You're seeing it. Every day. And when I saw that the uh, first suspect who's still living, uh not the Al Paso suspect, uh his manifesto his manifesto just filled with just so much hate. So much hate, and that one being a Trump supporter, 
uh, indicated. This is was reported uh, in the New York Post. I've read they've written several articles since since this happened. But yeah, a Trump supporter also had an issue with racial mixing, and I'm just. And I saw and I saw many other posts where, of course, a lot of this was laid at Trump's feet. And I just you you sit and you wait for him. You know, it's, these different things happen. These different uh, events happen, and depending on the the shade of the suspect, you wait for a response from the president. If he's going to tweet anything about it uh, or not, and and it's just it's, it's sad. It's just, and I don't want to get off too much into it. I, I said I was not going to, you know, say the suspect's name. One is deceased. The one in the Dayton, Ohio, uh, suspect is deceased, but the El Paso suspect is reported that the prosecutors will seek the death penalty uh, for him. But um, again, I just want to offer my condolences to the families. It's just—it's really sad that this has happened, and that is continuing to happen. And then it brings us right back to the issue of gun gun control, um, and just so many other things. And I, I just—I won't go down that road. But what I will say is this. Um, it's only so much that government can do when it comes to the mental health of someone. I don't know what their mental health uh, situation is with or was with the, the individual that's deceased or is with the one that's uh, in custody. But what I will say is, is that until you really truly know what's going on with that, if you can't get to that individual in time, we don't know all the facts, uh, you know, what red flags were put out there, because I, I assure you this, we just didn't, we know if there was a manifesto, so of course there was time put into that and that thought process with that. But with the other situation, I still don't, there's not enough information uh, for me to draw a conclusion with that. But how many of the red flags were out there? Uh, who was aware of the person's mental health state? who overlooked things, who who could have said something, who could have gotten the individual treatment. It's just so many questions, so many questions. But it's just really, really, truly sad that we get to this point. It's just it's disheartening. It really is. And, and I wasn't going to say anything about this situation, but since I'm talking about it, because it's not only just – these type of situations that happen, but then you have them happen in our own neighborhood. When I wake up and I see that an infant has passed uh, due to a, a drive-by shooting that occurred. Here in Shreveport, an infant. And I'm just going, what is the issue, and then I then you when you step back and go, well, you already know what the issue is. There, some people are just everyone is not going to ever be on the same page. Everyone is not going to always be caring. Everyone is not going to always be loving. 
Everybody is not going to always be thoughtful. In a perfect world, yes, that's what we would want. If it, if you can imagine a perfect world where there was never uh, no one walking around with anger issues, with hate in their heart, you know, just strict, just nothing but love for one another. It's like, can you even fathom that? But I don't even know. Is it's like, can we even say if it's even balanced? Like, is there just as much love in people out here as there is as much hate in others, or more so, uh, more than the other? That's the thing, you know. And I sit back and I just shake my head a lot of the time. So I see so because I cover so much content in social media, and it's just. If I was just to repost a, a lot of what I see, my page would be depressing. So I can't do that. So I just try to keep my content as eclectic as I can uh, for such a diverse society. I try. But it's just so disheartening because it's so much of that disturbing material. It's, it's disturbing. Uh, the post of this, uh, of so many disturbed individuals out there. I'm just, you know, it's 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 just it's sad. But I I just I could not. And then you actually, what is what are the answers here, especially in in regards to the baby, the infant that died as a result of someone's house being shot up. What is the answer to that? So I was reading the comments on that particular post, and that was on, um, I want to say it was KSLA, uh, where I was reading the comments <clears throat> on that post. Uh, and I, and again, if I hadn't said it before, I do want to offer my condolences to that family of the infant who, whose life was lost. To such a senseless act, another senseless act. But uh, someone commented and it was like, well, why isn't a curfew imposed? How many times have we discussed a curfew being enforced? How many times have we have we've discussed that? Or will that be brought up and put up on the table? I don't know if that would truly be the answer. Because drive-bys just don't occur overnight or in the early morning or the wee-wee hours or, you know, drive-bys happen any time of the day or the night. So in my personal opinion, a curfew is not the answer to that situation. So then you ask, what is the answer to this ongoing problem? Here you have these mass shootings, but you also have these uh, shootings that are occurring on a, in, in Shreveport, I've lost count, on a daily basis. So you ask, you ask, what is the answer? So I put uh, ASAP Rocky on the prayer list, but I also want to put... Uh, 
the families of the victims on the prayer list as well. Losing a loved one, no matter how you lose a loved one, is difficult, okay? It's difficult when you've lost someone that you love and you're left to grieve. So I want to put those families on the prayer list as well. We definitely want to keep them lifted up. But just any answers, people, let's, we have to figure it out. We need to figure it out because it's just it's getting worse. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. And that's fact. It's getting worse. But I do know this. A change can be made with effort, and it can be made at the polls. It can be. There are those out there who may not think that uh, voting doesn't matter, but it does. It's an act that you hold within the power of your own hands. So you can make a change. You can make a change. So take advantage of that act of power that you have. And make a change, not out of spite, not out of vengeance. Really think about it. Really think about it. Make it make sense to you. Make it make sense. And that's all I have for that. So that that leads me into my self-help topic. And I like to try to uh, discuss something that I believe that we can do for ourselves and trying to help ourselves better ourselves. And and I'm constantly trying to evolve. I'm constantly trying to uh, better myself by also taking uh, advice from others, those closest to me, because I'm not perfect. So I try to take that advice that's given to me and try to implement that into my life somehow to see what, what, what it is I need to do to work on me. And sometimes you have to remove yourself uh, from some, oftentimes others, certain situations, so you can really truly hear whoever it is you need to hear from, whoever your God is, uh, so you can be able to truly hear what it is you need to hear uh, that you need to implement into your situation. So the self-help topic today is about forgiveness. And I wanted to talk about forgiveness because uh, I just wrapped up my summer semester because uh, I'm working on my second degree, and I just uh, wrapped up that semester, but I had to write a paper in uh, one of my classes, uh, one of my criminal justice classes, and the topic I chose was uh, forgiveness. Is it wrong to forgive uh, someone who's wrong? Is it wrong or is it right to forgive someone who's wronged you? And I watch a lot of um, shows that, you know, like shows that are on the ID channel or Oxygen, like Dateline and those kind of shows. And I'm constantly watching all of these. I mean, I can sit up and I can binge on that, on those type of shows all day, Um, murder mysteries, anything like that. First 48, all of that, you can just catch me with that. Any given day, just I sit up and watch it. And it may seem it may it may seem dark to some other people, 
because some people may not be able to watch that kind of content because some of the material is, like, really gruesome. Like, on some of those shows, they really don't hold anything back. They literally let you see the, the crime scenes and and, all, and it's very graphic, but I guess because I've watched it for so long, I've just kind of become just maybe a little numb to it. I can see it, and it doesn't really it, – it has effects on me sometimes. But I can sit and I can watch uh, that material all day. And when the shows that I'm watching and they're talking to the victims' families, and uh, you, I would, I've seen shows where maybe some of them have been like, I would never uh, forgive, you know, him or forgive her for what she's done. They'll never get that out of me and this, that, and the other. And then you'll have others that I've heard will say, well, you know, I've I've forgiven him or I've forgiven her. Uh, I've just because I've I've just forgiven that and I've let that go and I've, I'm just giving that to the Father. I've, I've heard both. Okay. And forgiving someone, it takes a lot within you to do so. And I know because I'm speaking from experience, it takes a lot to forgive someone who's wronged you. Because when you have that emotion, when somebody has taken you to such a place, such a place where you have been angered in such a way or uh, you've just been hurt in such a way, it's just painful. Uh, whatever it was that that act that occurred that that brought that emotion out of you to such a level, the thought of you having to forgive someone—it's just for some people, it's not even up for discussion. So I, I want to be able to put that out there for some people to. Think about it. If if it's an issue, if forgiveness is an issue for you, let me ask you this. Have you done something to someone? Have you wronged someone? And would you want to be forgiven for that? Act that you imposed on someone else. Because we reap what we sow, and whatever we put out here is what we get back. There's no one, I believe, me personally, that has that's walking this earth or have walked this earth that have not wronged somebody at some point in time in their life. That's due a forgiveness. And this was put on my uh, heart to have that discussion. And I'm being obedient because I believe somebody needs to hear this. And you say to me, well, you know, well, what about you? You know, have you? Hey, I'm not perfect. I know I've wronged others. I can only hope they've forgiven me. One thing I will say about me is that I have gone to others and I have uh, acknowledged what I've done is wrong. And I could only hope that they have forgiven me after I've apologized for that offense. But when you offend someone, you you must apologize for that offense. You have to set that thing right. 
Now, you can't make somebody forgive you. You can only hope that you're forgiven. You can't make anyone forgive you. But when the tables are turned, let's be mindful. And I I don't want to make it seem like I'm sitting on top of my uh, soapbox, but (laughs) Lord knows I've come a long way. And I had to forgive some I had to forgive some things. I had I had to forgive some things because I did not want it to have power over me. Because when you're walking around with that kind of uh energy in you, that that anger, that that bitterness, it has it it will take a toll and it will present itself out to others. And if you carry it long enough, it becomes a part of your life. You're not even aware of it anymore. It's just become a part of you. It just become who you are. And then you 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 know you're not knowing that you're not the nicest person or uh, the sweetest person or the most caring person, uh, the most unapproachable person. You're not even realizing it because you carried that for so long it's become a part of you this is who you are you're not on the outside looking at yourself it will have a a negative effect on your life more so than you realize when you choose not to forgive and no it's not easy I will not sit here and tell anybody that it is easy to forgive someone who's wronged you. But is it the right thing to do? Because if you want to be forgiven for what you've done in life, because whether you realize it or not, and if you're not, uh, if you haven't been, uh, up to date and current, uh, and also you, you, you know, you, you all been to church already, so I won't, I won't take you to church right now. But uh, the same measure that we, you know, judge others, we will be, you know, judging the same measure as well. That that's that reciprocity, that's that reaping and sowing. You get okay, hey. So again, if we want to be forgiven, and we know what we have going on in us, if we want to be forgiven. For that, we should be forgiving. But I know it can be a very difficult thing to even to just even think about, to even wrap your mind around. Lord knows I know. But I wanted to put this out there because I want to leave you with that. If you are someone who's listening, who is struggling with forgiving others, I just want you to uh, get a sheet of paper and a pen and challenge yourself by writing, I will forgive others who have wronged me. Again, I will forgive others who have wronged me. If you can't bring yourself to write that,
then you already know it's, it's, it has power over you, that, that offense has power over you. So then you need to have a conversation with yourself and then ask yourself, do I want to continue to let that offense have power over me? And I promise you, uh, you can write a check on this. I promise you, when you get to the place, when you're able to write that on a sheet of paper, write it when you write, you can write it and then you see it. It's on papers in front of you. You see it. Now it's become visual to you. Okay, you will be able to feel so free. That will be your first step in beginning to feel freedom in your mind, freedom in your heart, and freedom in your soul. So, again, take that time, if you are struggling with that, to work on that. And that, in my personal opinion, and I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a psychologist, I don't profess to be, I have life experience under my belt, I've seen some things, I've been through some things, um, and I I would not tell you anything that I have not applied in my own life and have not seen and have seen results as a result of what I've done that I'm telling you to do. I wouldn't be asking you to do something I haven't already tried and tested myself. So definitely uh, spend some time with that if that is something that you're struggling with because self care is very important and it starts from within and these things you know this is going back to what I we were talking about earlier with these other topics with what's going on with some other folks that could benefit from some self-care dealing with what's going on in our minds and dealing with what's going on in our hearts dealing with it talking about it, working through it, okay? So I spent enough time on that, and I do want to thank those who did decide to uh, come check me out this week. We do this every Sunday at 5 o'clock, and uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm really, today just kind of been one of those days for me after just, with the mass shootings that happened over the weekend and then when I with with the infant that the baby that you know passed it's just today's been a day just with my mind just not really it's like trying to you just try, I can't even get you know I'm just really just I'm disheartened I'm just going to be real with you today I'm just I'm really disheartened okay I'm disheartened by what what's what's happening. Um, but we do have to press we have to press on, we have to we have to move forward, you know, and uh just trust and believe uh an answer is on the horizon. An answer's on the horizon. 
All right. But again, if you're not following me on all social media um, platforms at Kogan Michelle, you can check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. Just Google me and see where I'm at. I do have a new single that I just I gave y'all a little some some I did and uh <laughs> I gave y'all a little some some I dropped here within the last week and um I hope you guys check that out if not I'm gonna end the show with it but just expect some more music coming I'm working I'm in the studio I'm I'm getting it in I, I'm just it's in my blood I can't get away from it so I gotta give you some. A little something new before it's all over with, okay, before I can't even pick up a microphone and do anything. So I still got an image, so I'm going to give you something, okay? So I'm going to end the show with it. It's called Michelle Takeover. It's one of the tracks from my upcoming EP called Michelle Takeover, and you can find that out on SoundCloud, and I've also posted that as well. All right, so uh, until next week, and I promise you this, uh, Y'all, I was just about to say, we're not going to play no games. But I promise you this, you will not be disappointed from the Michelle experience. I thank y'all again for listening. Love y'all, and I will see y'all again next week. We're doing this at 5 o'clock every Sunday. It's the Coco Michelle Talk News and More with friends. Be blessed.